اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم وما ينظر هؤلاء الا صيحتا واحدة ما لها من فواق وقالوا ربنا عجل لنا قطنا قبل يوم الحساب اصبر على ما يقولون واذكر عبدنا داود ذا الأيد إنه أواب صدق الله العظيم Previously Last year, the years before In this time we had discussed various different Ayat of the Quran Sharif Last year the Ayat that discussed many aspects of Hazrat Sayyidina Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. The discussion, the purpose of these lessons is to take the message, what is being given to us in the ayat of the Quran Sharif, to implement this in our lives. Allah Ta'ala has mentioned the incidents of many Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam. And in one ayat Allah Ta'ala explains or mentions that the purpose of detailing these incidents of the Anbiya Alayhi Salatu Wasalam among them are وَكُلَّنْ نَقُصُّ عَلَيْكَ مِنْ أَنْبَاءِ الرُّسُلِ مَا نُثَبِّتُ بِهِ فُعَادَكَ That when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to be put through great amount of difficulty by the kuffar Allah Ta'ala would mention the incidents of the previous Anbiya this would become a means of consoling him and Nabi Wasallam would take courage from this obviously Allah Ta'ala had blessed him with the highest level of courage but this was further for the Ummad that these are the incidents that we should be looking at to take direction in our lives this will give us the direction of how we should be conducting ourselves in various situations. So many incidents of the Anbiya Salatu Wasalam are mentioned. All these are, number one, this was a means of consoling the Wasallam and for others after, after him. Then in these incidents, there is more izad, there is advice of various different lessons. So this is what we should be looking at, not merely just an incident for the sake of some kind of historical information, but rather the lessons that come along with it. What was recited just now, we have a few ayat from Surah Al-Sad. In this surah, the discussion or some incidents of Sayyidina Dawud are mentioned. We will just discuss one of these incidents. And then maybe move on to other ayat. At the beginning of this surah, Allah Ta'ala mentions some aspect about the kuffar of the Quraysh. When they came and tried to put pressure on Rasulullah to stop discussing their idols, what happened was that they had some kind of meeting of theirs. In this meeting, the leaders of the Quraysh, they got together. And they said, it is time that we did something because Abu Talib is now on his 
very sick days, he might not live for long. And we need to get this matter sorted out. He defends Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he takes care of him, he prevents anybody from doing anything to him. So now we need to get him to sort this matter out. Otherwise, if he is gone and then we take some action, people will say that as long as Abu Talib was alive, you people could do nothing, you had no guts to do anything. And now that he is gone, now you are suddenly turning all your energies towards persecuting Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So therefore, while he is still around, we need to get this matter sorted out. So they came to him and they said to him that, look, please, you get this sorted out. You tell your nephew, whatever he wants to do is up to him, but he must not discuss our idols in a negative manner. This is something we cannot tolerate. Whereas, whatever Nabi Wasallam was saying was only this, that think for yourselves, what are these idols? These are lifeless objects. They cannot benefit you in any way. They cannot harm you in any way. These are not things that can ever become anybody's deity. So there was nothing beyond these facts that Nabi Wasallam was spelling out to them. It was not anything that, Nauzubillah, some kind of vulgarity was being used against them. Simple, straightforward facts were being spelt out to them. But this was what they regarded as something intolerable. And they came to Abu Talib to get this sorted out. Abu Talib called for Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came and he presented himself. And Abu Talib said that, look, this is a complaint that has come against you. Why don't you just leave their idols out? You do whatever you have to do. Whatever you want to do, you continue with. But leave the discussion of their idols out of the whole equation. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, after hearing this, very patiently, he then said, look, I actually want to just present to them one kalima, that if they take on to this, all the Arabs will become subservient to them, they will dominate over the non-Arabs as well. When Abu Jahal heard this, he said, when he heard this, he said, one kalima, we are ready to accept ten such kalimas. What is this? That all the Arabs, the non-Arabs will all come under us, Nabi Wasallam said, La ilaha illallah. But this was something that they could not hear. As soon as they heard this, they woke up from there, they dusted their clothing off. Like somebody said something which actually soiled them in some way. They dusted their clothing off and they woke up from there in, uh, in a very disgusted manner, so to say. And this was the exclamation they made, Aja'al al-alihata ilahu wahida. That has he tried to make all the deities only in one deity, that there is no other deity but one? They were worshipping numerous deities of theirs, their idols, and now Nabi Islam is calling them to forsake all this and just accept one Allah. They said, Inna hada ujab. This is a very strange thing. How can we ever accept such a thing? And they walked away from there, giving one another this kind of so to say, encouragement that you just stay where you are. You don't listen to all these things that are being said. Don't ever give any hearing to this. And these are all just fabrications. مَا سَمِعْنَا بِهَذَا فِي الْمِلَّةِ الْآخِرَةِ إِنْ هَذَا إِلَّا اخْتِلَاقِ All these things are just, he is bringing up, fabricating this from his side. We never heard of this in the previous nations. And 
what from everybody else, he was the only one that some revelation could come on. Aunzila alayhi zikrum in baynina. So all these kind of comments they made. And further, Am'indahum khaza'in wa rahmati rabbikal aziz al-wahhab. This Allah Ta'ala says, that do they have all the treasures of Allah Ta'ala with them, that they are making all these comments? In any case, when all these things took place, Nabi Islam was grieved. And on that occasion, these ayat were revealed that Isbir alama yaqulun. That just be patient upon all their comments. This has always been the case. With all the Anbiya Ali Musalat Wasalam, Nabi Islam faced the same thing. Until Qiyamah, this will be the case that when somebody proclaims the truth, somebody proclaims what is the correct thing in some matter, they will be always, generally, they will be somebody or the other who is not prepared to accept the truth either because of jahalat, ignorance, or because of zid, just stubbornness. Sometimes a person can see the truth in it. One is jahalat, a person is completely in ignorance. He just cannot see the reality, cannot see the truth. Because for an ignorant person, Sometimes to understand something ignorant is very easy. Somebody else said something of ignorance, which doesn't make any sense, he understands that. Only he can understand it, obviously. But something that makes sense, that is beyond him. So that will become something very difficult for him to comprehend. So due to his jahalat and ignorance, he would not be able to fathom what is being said, not be able to accept it, so he rejects it. Whereas, now this is where there is compounded ignorance. Compounded ignorance, one is a person doesn't know something. He doesn't know something and he realizes that I don't know this. So when a person doesn't know something and he realizes it, he acknowledges it that I am unaware. Then it is easy to try and explain to him. Because he has already come onto the acknowledgement that I don't know, so somebody else should tell me. But if a person is ignorant, and he's also ignorant about his ignorance, in other words, he doesn't know, and he's not even aware that he's ignorant, he feels within himself that I know. So now when he is not even acknowledging that he's ignorant of something, rather he feels the opposite, that I am aware of what is right, so where is the chance now to try and make him understand? So this is compounded ignorance, where a person is ignorant about his ignorance also. And if a person, one is this ignorance, this jahalat, where this is compounded ignorance, this becomes a big barrier towards accepting the truth. The other is zid. A person has understood that there is truth in this. The Yahud and the Jews, they recognized Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, meaning all the signs that were mentioned in the previous scriptures, in the light of those signs, whatever was mentioned in the Torah, etc., they saw this as clear as daylight. The Quran Sharif declares this, that يَعْرِفُونَهُ كَمَا يَعْرِفُونَ أَبْنَاءَهُمْ That they recognized Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, like a person recognizes his own child. Person among a million children also, 
he won't make a mistake about who is his child. He will, no matter how many can be very, very, uh, looking very similar, but his own child, he knows his child. The signs that they saw in Nabi Wasallam made it as clear as daylight to them that this is the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, this is the last and final messenger that was promised. But the zid came in because of various other ulterior issues. Hasadam min indi anfusihim. One was this hasad that came in them, this jealousy that all the Anbiya Ali Musalam of the Bani Israel came from the progeny of Ishaq Ali Salam. And now this last and final Nabi, this is going to be the crown. And he didn't come from the progeny of Ishaq Ali Salam. He now comes from the progeny of Ibrahim, from Ismail Salam. This became one big problem for them. Then, that we have been the leaders all this while, this was in the case of the Quraysh, the leaders of the Quraysh, and even the Jews among them, that all this while we were the leaders around here. Now we are going to accept Nabi Islam being the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. So now all this attention will turn towards him. So we will get deprived of all this attention. Now all these ulterior things come in the way, and this becomes an obstacle to a person accepting the truth. As a result, a person, despite knowing that this is right, he still just pretends not to know what's going on and still rejects that what is he, what he is recognizing as the truth and he takes a different path. So this is the thing that happened here too. So in any case, Allah Ta'ala says to Rasulullah that isbir ala ma yaqulun. All these comments they are making and all these this rejection of theirs, despite things being so clear and open for them, yet they are making this, all these kind of comments, they are rejecting you. Don't worry about it. Isbir ala ma yaqulun. Number one, that you adopt sabr. This is among the greatest things that a person can possess. A person who possesses sabr, then he has a very, very vast wealth he has a great uh, support. He has a tremendous weapon. He has so many things in sabr. Sabr is a very comprehensive thing. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says that وَمَا أُعْطِيَ أَحَدٌ أَطَاعًا خَيْرًا وَأَوْسَعَ مِنَ السَّبْرِ Really, if one ponders over this one Hadith Sharif, this itself highlights that how much a person should make an effort to acquire these qualities. The wording of this Hadith Sharif, every Hadith of Nabi Islam is obviously an ocean of knowledge. But just to ponder over this, that وَمَا أُعْطِيَ أَحَدٌ أَطَاعًا First is this word, Ata. Nabi Islam says that a person hasn't been blessed with a better Ata. Ata is used for the word of a gift. Now, generally somebody talks about a gift, then the gift that only comes to our mind is the gifts of material things. One person had met, names of the Sahaba don't come to mind right now, perhaps it was Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala So somebody had come from him to Hazrat Salman radiallahu And 
He said that, uh, where is the, immediately he said, where is the gift of my friend? So they said, what gift? He didn't say anything. He said, no, he definitely would have said the gift. He said, not only he conveyed his salam, he said, that's the gift I'm talking about. That is the gift of my friend. Now, somebody conveys salam to us, they say, mashallah, jazakallah for the salam, what else? Did he send anything else? This is a light thing. Where's the heavy things? Whereas, these are the real gifts. So, now this word ata is a, for, used for a gift. Nabi Islam is saying that a person, ahadun ata'an. person hasn't been blessed with a better gift. Ata'an khayran. Khayr is ismet tafzeel. That nothing can be better from all the various gifts that insan want to receive. Khayran wa awsa. Better and more comprehensive than sabr. Now, our minds generally, we only have one or two concepts of sabr, which are also included in sabr, which are also part of sabr. These are aspects that we have discussed previously, but everything of this requires refreshing, requires that we check how much of this has come in us. So in any case, this aspect of sabr, if one considers, for example, well, one is the aspect now, person has lost some near and dear one, so a person now is consoled and he is told, make sabr, indeed, that is something to make sabr upon. Then a person has suffered some other loss, some material loss, so on that also he is encouraged to make sabr, indeed. So all these kind of things a person makes sabr upon it, that is also part of sabr. Sabr al-masaib. Sabr on any kind of difficulty, any kind of calamity, hardship. So what is the meaning of sabr in these situations? Sabr there is. Sabr doesn't mean a person won't feel grief, won't feel pain. But the sabr is that he does not say or do anything against the law of Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala. Say or do anything against the command of Allah Ta'ala. He is feeling the pain, he is feeling the grief, but he is at that time reflecting on the reward that Allah Ta'ala will give him for being patient. He is reflecting upon the reward of the nearness of Allah Ta'ala that he will get. That inna Allah Ta'ala is with the patient ones. And he doesn't say anything, make any kind of statement that is against Allah Ta'ala, against the command of Allah Ta'ala. A person in, afflicted by something, and then he starts blurting out all kinds of comments. Nauzubillah, Allah Ta'ala didn't find anyone else but me for this. This is a very dangerous statement. These kind of statements sometimes can jeopardize a person's iman. So he doesn't make any kind of statement that is wrong. He doesn't express his grief in a way that is forbidden. Like for example, raising the voice and crying. Crying itself is something that is human nature. person is grieved, he will cry. He hasn't been forbidden from crying. Nabi Sallallahu eyes shed tears when he was in the situation where his child passed away. So, this is something within the limits of Sharia, but shouting and screaming and crying, this is something Nabi Sallallahu is forbidden, making all kinds of wrongful statements. So, this is the sabr at that time. But that is one part of sabr. Then the sabr ta'at, sabr upon fulfilling the righteous actions. 
at the time of Fajr, a person now needs to wake up, it's sometimes a very cold morning. If it's late, meaning if Fajr is late, then it's very cold. And if it's a very, very ideal morning, then at that time it's summer, Fajr is very early. So either way now his supper is going to be tested. He had a full night's sleep, but now it's so cold he doesn't want to wake up. Now what's going to make him bear that cold and still wake up and still answer the call of the Muslim and still proceed to the masjid? The extent of sabr that he will have, that will make him do it. It takes that sabr to undertake that task. That time it requires a lot of sabr to just push that duvet away. Sometimes the person who is, mashallah, very good bodybuilder and whatever, doing a lot of weightlifting, he can easily pick up 100 kilos. But at that time, to pick up that 100 grams becomes very difficult. And somehow that bodybuilder also fails. But a person who might not be able to pick up maybe one kilo easily, but can pick up that very easily, is a person who's got the sabr at the time. So now this is sabr ala ta'at. There comes a time when a person continues in this manner, making that sabr, there comes a time when these aspects then become very easy, spontaneous for him. And then a time comes when a person continues to progress. A time comes, but this is something, it doesn't mean if a person doesn't have that, then there's a problem, meaning that he is in some kind of sin. That's not a sin in itself. That a person now needs to push himself to perform his salah. Pushing himself meaning that there is some kind of resistance from within because of his laziness or whatever else. And he needs to push himself. That feeling itself is not a sin. Obeying that feeling will become sinful. Rather pushing that, pushing himself, that becomes an extra mujahada which he will get rewarded for. And that mujahada also will take him closer to Allah Ta'ala. But in time, when a person keeps getting closer to Allah Ta'ala, this eventually then becomes his first nature. When he reaches this level of nafse mutma'inna, nafse mutma'inna, then the person goes towards righteous actions, towards fulfilling the commands of Allah Ta'ala, like a hungry person goes towards food, like a thirsty person goes towards water. There is no resistance from the water, rather there is a pull towards the water. He is drawn to that water without having to even make any effort. He is not requiring any kind of encouragement that, look, since you are hungry and you are feeling the pangs of hunger, what you should actually do is that this food in front of you should eat. Nobody needs to give him any dawah for that. Nobody needs to give him any targheem. Nobody needs to encourage him. Nobody needs to even make any kind of indication to him. The Arabic saying one is, Al-Aqilu Tatfihil Ishara. Al-Aqil with the Ain. That is why Tajweed is so important. One is Al-Aqil with the Ain, that an intelligent person, an intelligent person, merely an indication is sufficient for him. A person is intelligent, and somebody just made an indication from the indication, he understands what's to be done. But, Sometimes because of maybe we didn't hear it right or didn't understand it right, we take it as al-aqil, with the hamza. So now that ayn became the hamza, that the person who is going to be an the eating person. So for him also an indication is sufficient. Somebody just made a small nod, he says, Bismillah. 
he doesn't need any further encouragement. So, uh, the hungry person, let alone the hungry person, in our case, even if we have just eaten also, that indication is sufficient. But the hungry person needs no encouragement. Likewise, in time, when a person has progressed and got closer to Allah Ta'ala, and reaches the level of nafse mutma'inna, then he needs no encouragement. He needs nobody to remind him. He goes towards ibadat, like a hungry person goes towards food. Like a thirsty person goes towards water. He runs away from sin, like a person runs away out of fear from a lion that is let loose. This becomes his natural condition. But if that hasn't happened yet, if a person finds that there is a strong inclination towards sin, that inclination is not sin. Acting on that inclination is sin. Now he is suppressing that. He is making the mujahada against that nafs, against those temptations of shaitan. That becomes a means of his gaining the closeness of Allah Ta'ala. So that temptation, that inclination, that itself wasn't sin, rather that inclination became the catalyst. Provided he did what was right, he suppressed it, he made the mujahada. That became the catalyst for him getting closer to Allah Ta'ala, because he responded correctly. So this is sabr ala ta'at, we are talking about sabr ala ta'at, sabr at the time of fulfilling the commands of Allah Ta'ala. And in this, this last aspect that we just discussed, is sabr anil ma'asi. That a person adopts sabr when he is tempted towards haram. Now this is again coming to that aspect about the most comprehensive gift, the best gift that a person can be bestowed with, is this gift of sabr. Now these are three things, but in this there is so much that comes now. Just to touch on one or two things, we'll continue inshallah. Just to take one of the very, very serious maladies. One of the very serious maladies in which, regarding which Nabi Islam says that this burns up a person's deeds. Like fire burns up dry wood. Dry wood just merely needs one little spark and it will burn up completely. The malady of hasad, jealousy. Where a person sees somebody else's ni'mat and bounty and he is now desiring that this be destroyed. The person becomes deprived of it. Now this malady, this is just one example now. A person who has sabr, now where did that come from? He saw somebody with some bounty, some blessing and he felt he was deprived of this, not thinking about what else he has been blessed with. Now he couldn't make sabr on this. That this person has something which I apparently don't have. So Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with so many other things. So this is something to make sabr upon. If I don't have that, so it's no big deal. I have so many other things. Innumerable bounties of Allah Ta'ala. That sabr he couldn't adopt. Because of the lack of sabr in that particular moment, what that became? The lack of sabr now turned this whole thing into hasad. A person becomes greedy over somebody else's ni'mat. Or becomes greedy just to take, just to chase the dunya. Why? Because he doesn't have sabr and contentment upon what he has. He has so much, sometimes, that few generations can't finish it. But, there's no sabr. It's just like that, what Hadith Sharif Nabi Islam says, that this belly of insan, it just keeps shouting, Halmim Mazid. Is there anything more? Like Jahannam, is there anything more? 
Nothing will fill this, fill this belly of insan except the sand of the grave. So in any case, this is the aspect of sabr. Nabi Wasallam says that there isn't a more comprehensive gift that a person can be bestowed with. But a person says that I don't seem to have this sabr. So like all the other good qualities, Allah Ta'ala has made this possible for a person to make an effort to acquire it. A person makes an effort, follows the correct procedures of making that effort, then he can adopt and acquire sabr, he can acquire hilm and tolerance, he can acquire qana'at and contentment, he can acquire all the noble qualities. It requires an effort. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Subhanallah, bihamdi, subhanallah.